Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of 20s and Abroad. This is your host Gata and Carolina. And today we're going to talk about the most craziest, scariest, weirdest situations we've been while uh, studying, traveling abroad. Well, Gata, you have pretty weird things to talk about. <laughs> Why don't you start? I'm more than happy to take the lead here. Those who are the... A new here on our podcast. I have to say, uh, I have uh, traveled to many countries previously, but one very crazy story is about when I was uh, in college in America. Um, I studied there as a student athlete. In my freshman year, um, I was attacked by a homeless person, which sounds kind of weird. Sounds kind of weird, and I know, uh, but this crazy story starts. <laughs> Uh, simply like that when I was just going to downtown from my dorm and I decided to you know take a little walk and uh, kind of go to the store maybe I don't know I wasn't thinking too much that day so I'm already uh, in downtown and um, I noticed this man across the street he's like punching the walls kind of like talking to himself <laughs> and uh, you know and I'm like okay a weirdo just like me it's okay you know safe place it's all good um, and then suddenly I see that he we kind of had like a little bit of a eye contact and I was like mm, that's fine it's all good and he started started running towards me you know he crossed the street and and he had a weird sharp ass thing in his hand once I understood that he's approaching me with this you know a sharp thing and thankfully there was this uh, beer, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was Nordstrom's Nordstrom those who know know um, and so I ran inside of the store you know these automatic doors that have to open mm -hmm. they were opening super slowly you know and I was like oh my god so he already got me at that point and he pushed me on the ground with his foot so yes I, I fell on the ground uh, the security came this one man from nowhere just kind of like came up to me and he grabbed me and like stood me up and kind of like took this man away from me I don't know I, I at that point you know I still I think I was in a shock I barely remember the situation and uh, I only remembered that I started to cry a bit because I was oh like, gosh, of course it's you know kinda... I was like, oh my god what is this and that was my also first year you know and uh I really I considered you know going back home after that part also I was probably more careful afterwards. I was lucky enough that all my, you know, uh, next three years were kind of fine. Okay, that's just one of the stories I have. I would love to hear yours, Carolina, please. Well, <laughs> the I mic is I yours. Start with not the craziest, craziest, but this is something I still haven't told my parents. <laughs> so, uh -oh. basically, <laughs> I left Switzerland as I lived there like two years in my uh, of my life I went to France to work on yachts <clears throat> uh, sorry for that and uh, I was supposed to move to England to start my university in January but instead the first week after I arrived in France they said you have to come before 9th of October because of Brexit it was mm -hmm. 2020 I was like, shoot, all my plans are ruined I was supposed to do the first uh, semester online but now I have to move there Obviously, I had no time to look for apartment. I didn't want to live in student accommodation. That was like the last thing I would have done in England, especially. 
London, mm-hmm. I would say, more specifically. And I was like, shoot, I need to find a place to live. And I don't have any time. I was under pressure because three days after I finished my courses, I got a job. And once you have a job on the boat, you would have zero free time. And I was mm-hmm. on a charter boat, so that made like zero, zero free time. Uh, so I found a place on Facebook and I asked kind of a couple contracts we dealt with everything, uh, some payments, deposit, as always, you pay in, in immediately. We exchanged contacts. Everything was kind of clear. But I moved to a place that I knew is full of scams. I didn't check the place properly. I didn't have, like, all that information. And uh, then uh, I came after the yachting. I came to Switzerland to pick up the rest of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I was there for, like, 10 days before I'm moving to London. And my friend uh, is telling me one week before I'm moving there, we were just randomly sitting in my friend's apartment and he was telling me and his flatmate about scams in America that his coworker that moved to the U.S. experience. And we start talking, talking more deep, more deep about the situation. And I'm Mm -hmm. starting to get more pale. And I look and I'm like, shit, guys, I'm scammed. (laughs) And they're like, are you sure? Tell us your situation. I start telling them, like, but it sounds pretty much safe. And I'm like, I have a really bad feeling I'm scammed. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really bad feeling that I'm 100% scammed. They're like, just contact that guy. Uh, I think it will be fine. Just call him. And, of course, one week before, more sketchy things start coming up. And, like, that night, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, okay, what the hell is going to be my next step? <laughs> like, I was freaking out completely and then I was thinking okay let me give that guy a try it was Sunday that I had to move to London so the Sunday before I started kind of really reacting like what do I do what do I do now mm-hmm. like I paid already I lost my money thank god it's my money not my parents money so no <laughs> too much guilt yeah, yeah I have no roof above my head I have no idea where I'm going then in the last couple of days, my sister realized her friend still lives in London. She helped me out. I found a new place four days before I moved there because I knew that that one is a scam. Like I was pretty much sure. Guy just stopped replying to me, cut me off full on. Like and I understood, okay, you know what? I have no time to risk that place. I just had to find another solution. I uh, found a place four days before my sister's friend went to visit. She's like, okay, it's safe. They just want to pay you to pay 100 euros at least. Yeah. So you reserve the room. I'm like, okay, 100 I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anymore because I lost like 1,000 altogether on that. Shut up. Maybe even more. Like it was, I think, minimum 1,000. It was like 1,200 or 300. Did he and like told you to pay a few months? Uh, normally you pay in England a few months. And the worst part is that at the moment when I was in France, a friend, a boyfriend of my friend, used to be a real estate agent in London. Yeah. And this, like, my landlord asked me to send ID. And I was like, there is no way on earth I'm doing that. Oh, he could have taken the uh, loan. Then I talked to the real estate that my friend had, but, but like previous real estate. And he said, yes, it's completely normal in England because we do background checks before we give someone a place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I sent my ID and I trusted kind of on this because only like a real estate told me that it's fine and I was like mm-hmm. okay if it's a thing there I I think I will just go for it and I, thank God I made a new ID new passport that year 
because I was also afraid to expose that person publicly yeah. because he had my contacts. Very, very true. And that's really stupid. But under a lot of stress, you don't think clearly. You just don't. Mm-hmm. And you ask people advice. And actually, those people used to do the job and they understand what to do. But they didn't know that I was with the wrong person mm-hmm. to do that. So four days before I found a new place, I moved to a really weird town called Broccoli. It was like nothing there. But I, I had a bike, so I was cycling to my university to Greenwich everywhere around there in like 20 minutes. So I didn't complain. And I paid very little money for London. And mm-hmm. I couldn't really complain about the apartment. I had some issues, but which apartment doesn't? But mm-hmm. yes, I got scammed. And then the first days of London, I was reporting. Re- I was writing reports. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing reports to police, contacting police, going to police stations. Oh. So I have all my records in case if that person does something against me, that I have legal rights, that it would fight that it wasn't me, yeah. it was someone else. Because that's that's like yeah, just heads up everyone up there. London is a place for scams, and so is the rest of the world. Understand, guys, be careful with scammers. There's so many of them. Like, and it's everywhere, and they put you in a very weird situation. Mm-hmm. And even though they follow everything in order to get you, yes, they will screw you till the last bite. Indeed. But also talking about the scams through credit cards. I, I have Revolut, and I know mm. that so do you. And yeah, I do. In my opinion, it's one of the safest things ever. Uh, because, like, someone tried to scam money from my bank account, bank, bank account and Revolut immediately felt, mm-hmm. okay, this is fraud. Let's freeze oh, the card. Let's you. cancel everything. And if I don't not, like, accept the payments or whatever, they're not going to give. Even now, when I want to buy a four-euro worth uh, train tickets i can't mm-hmm. i have to go to my app put all my codes and say yes i want to accept this payment mm-hmm. so it's an excellent card it's like only if you like have no mobile data or your phone is dead or something then you can be in trouble mm-hmm. if you want to buy something online or i don't know whatever reason like you, you never know but it's amazing it will always save you from fraud it will always see that something is unusual yeah, I highly recommend it. I I also have a sweat bank, so they also do this uh, thing. They have the backup security. The same thing. I think majority of cards have done this recently, uh, due to all these scams. And it's mm. they also notify me whenever there's a new scam coming up that people have experienced, and they're like, you know what? Be careful if somebody's calling you and doing this and that and that. Just don't pick up. Don't ever tell you. I don't know your passcodes and uh, whatever. And uh, also, if you buy something online, they send the same thing. So, but still, exactly. there's other ways around. But let's move on to another story. I, I bet a lot of people maybe have experienced this. But uh, when uh, I was in my second year of college, I had to flew back home to Latvia. And it was, uh, it was, I think it was before Christmas break. I had this long, long, long flight from New York to Amsterdam and I was flying with uh, Norwegian Air I think yes and uh, also that was the cheapest tickets I could have found <laughs> so uh, but still they were great airline whatever and I remember uh, when we were flying uh, uh, over Atlantic Ocean 
for three hours straight. It was the biggest turbulence I've ever, ever experienced. Guys, I'm like talking about the craziest shit ever. I've never seen anything like that before. It, the, the plane was shaking so bad. Uh, people next to me were praying. Also, they were very religious. So that also kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, so they were praying. They were having they were having kind of like a panic attack. People were yelling for like five minutes straight, even though that was like, you know, a seven hour flight or I think eight, something like that. And the turbulence went for around three hours, like straight. And there was bigger, you know, bigger waves coming up, the smaller ones, the smaller ones, I guess, were fine. But when the biggest ones came up, I'm telling you guys, people were screaming and I I was shaking the whole flight. Uh, and it was just, it was pain in the ass. But I guess that's a kind of like a, a small story I can tell. But one of the craziest, which also kind of makes me a little bit scared to fly since then. Um, I'm, yeah, as much as I like flying, I guess, I, I hate it, you know. Uh, I hate it so. Can't explain. I just get so frustrated and tired with all the airport and yeah. airplane situations always. But if I would have such a turbulence like you, I would. <laughs> like i know it's so safe it's the safest transportation in the world you know but it's just the fact like the environment can also kind of just you know oh scary scare the shit out of you i guess i've been saying this word so much but um i guess yeah that's my very short story crazy story uh do you want to tell yours okay this one is the weird one that's like the crazy one it was like in Switzerland when I just moved there. <laughs> My friend came from all the way like two hour, three hour ride to come to see me for a weekend to visit me. Uh, I lived in Zurich at that time and uh, we went to party and I was at that party once before. But because the city was so new to me, I couldn't even remember where to go. And I, I love this story. Yeah. And like. We were walking and walking and walking, trying to find that club. And I know there's one main street where all the parties are, but I never really partied there. So I don't know even why I was looking there for it. Mm -hmm. But it was like wild, I must say. <laughs> and uh, two Gets guys wilder and they, they are like, girls, can you please come to this club with us because we cannot enter? Because apparently there are too many males. And it's kind of a thing in Zurich. When there's too many males, they don't let any more males to the club, only if they come with girls. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're only like one, one gender party. Interesting. And they want to be quite equal. And we were like, well, we don't want to go to this club, but if you go with us to that club that I knew, we will, uh, we, we will easily let you in, but you have to show us the road. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's just right around the corner. And we were like, we walk and we see the name and I re recognize it and I'm like, yes, that's the place. And while mm -hmm. we were walking there, we were talking to them. They were kind of nice guys at the beginning. And once we entered the place, we were like, okay, bye, have fun. Mm -hmm. And the club is like three floors, so you don't really meet each other and all. And like, they got what they wanted. They got in the club. We yeah. found the club, so we got what we wanted. We were like, fine. But apparently they had different intentions, obviously. <laughs> so later on, after like... I don't know, four or five hours later, we were like partying, having the time of our lives. <laughs> and this one guy comes to my friend and says, 
where is your friend? She doesn't dance with me. And that was the first time we met them after, like, we said bye. And she's like, um, she's dancing with, and I was dancing with a friend of mine, with a guy. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, like, yeah, after two minute talk, I think I was supposed to marry him or whatever <laughs> in his mind. And uh, then he's like, asking my friend if she wants to dance. And she's like, oh, sure. And then he starts to be touching. She's like, no, no hands. If you want to dance, you can dance. But like, you know, yeah. And he mm-hmm. showed her middle fingers. And then she was, she laughed, she left. She was a bit shocked because it was first time in Zurich. Wow, a bit then aggressive. <laughs> then she comes to me, she's like, don't talk to those guys, they're not nice. And you know, I'm not going to question my friend. I was like, if she said that, I believe her. Yeah. So I go with my friend, with the guy, I go to the bar to order a drink. And it's like him standing there, <laughs> me, and those two guys. And I'm in the middle. And they are just staring at me. And I'm like, well, that's awkward. You know, my friend just said, don't talk to them. And I'm like, I'm not going to question it. So I'm not talking. I, so don't the think I, can keep straight, I don't think I can keep straight face <laughs> when you tell this story. Go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll okay. go somewhere else. <laughs> and uh, the bartender is making drinks for us. And then I just see that one of those guys that came to the club with us, he's pouring something in my drink. <laughs> And we obviously first thing we thought he's trying to drug me, so I'm like I completely froze at that moment, and I was like, "Did you think that I didn't see that?" And my friend freaked out completely, and he was like, "We have to do this. We have to tell Barton. We have to call police. We will make such a big deal out of this," because he lived in Switzerland, so he knew the system kind of. So we said to Barton, "Like he pours something in my drink." Then these two guys that came to the club with us at the beginning, they tried to say, no, we did nothing. But then I said, prove it and drink this drink. So they drank rum and coke, both of them together in like 10 seconds because they were freaking out at that moment. So they just chugged and he gave to his friends and they drank in halves. But my friend wasn't okay with that. And he was like, there's no way they're getting away with this. We're calling the police. So he arranged everything. <laughs> at that point... I was partying five hours straight. I was dead. <laughs> I wanted to go home and sleep. We went to a room downstairs, like at the bar, at the bar, but the bar was already closed because he knew everyone. We could stay there, and we were sitting at the couch. And then he went to look for my friend, the girl that I came there with. So the three of us are waiting for police there, and I was so tired. I fell asleep because the couch was so comfortable. <laughs> police arrives and my like this guy is talking to police because he spoke Swiss German I'm sleeping because it's six o'clock in the morning like I can't do any longer and my friend is just punching me so I wake up and I showed my ID and everything so he wrote a report to police that this guy tried to do something to me and turns out that that guy was so pissed at me that I didn't dance with him even though he didn't invite me yeah. He didn't invite me, like, he was probably thinking that I could read minds or something. And he was pissed that I was dancing with another guy. Let me just say, I talked to that guy two minutes just for him to get in a club. I kind of did him a favor. Mm-hmm. Because, he, like, he couldn't get in without us. And uh, then he said to police that he, like, they were looking at the video cameras. They saw that he clearly poured something. No one could see what. I didn't see what, but like, that's the first thing in your mind. You think that someone drugs you. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, okay, I will be very honest. 
wasn't drugs. It was my booger. I was really mad at her. And I want to put a <laughs> What the hell does that? Imagine. And he drank that drink in house with his friend. Nice. He's completely banned. Like, he was not a local. So he's completely banned from that club. I think he has some problems to get his permit. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a report in police. Yeah. He must have something more. Because in Switzerland, it's like, in Switzerland, it's like America. You need, like, a kind of a green card. But we have permits there. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, kind of trying to stay awake. I was completely falling asleep. I was asleep already. And my friend is <laughs> punching me to tell me, it wasn't drugs, girl. You know, those were that was Slimy <laughs> <laughs> one. Who does that? I don't know, but that's an incredibly weird ass story. And I it mean... was like my first month in Switzerland. Imagine what I, yeah. what expectations. I was thinking like this is one of the safest countries on earth. Mm-hmm. Second party you attend, someone puts booger in your drink. <laughs> I don't think those guys are friends anymore after that. No. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> you drank my booger, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, though. Yeah, Every single why time. Why don't you go for your weird story? <laughs> I think I'll try to be quick with this one as well. Another one in America. Um, I had a very late night class, you know, um, till 9 p.m., a four-hour-long one. I have to go from class to my dorms, which takes around, I would say, seven minutes. So we have to, like, cross, like, a little park there, where's library and all the other uh, buildings on campus. And next to the library, there's, like, two ladies who are walking around, and they're talking to to each other, you know, and there's not too many people around. I would say, like, maybe two, three, including me. And I have to cross this park, and uh, I see they're trying to approach me. And uh, I'm like, okay, I mean, they look safe, fine. I don't know what they're doing, but okay. Maybe they need help, whatever. So they reach, uh, they, they reach out to me and they're like, hey, good evening, you know. Have you ever heard about Godmother and everything? And I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'm, I'm not really into religious stuff, la, la, la. You know, like trying to like stay away from them. Then next day, the same thing happened. I had another class, very late one. That one also ended up later than expected. I see not the same ladies, but also two ladies. And they are approaching me again. And this time I'm like, okay, why not? Let's listen a little bit. <laughs> and uh, they start telling me about this godmother, how there isn't a god as a man, as a, a you know male, but there's a, a female version of a god. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, we're doing this and that at this, uh, you know, building tomorrow. And there's this bus leaving at that time and whatever. And then when I notice it, like, you know, they're telling me that they're going to give a presentation about this godmother tomorrow. I'm like, okay, this is kind of sketch. And then I just left them um, and kind of went like in my fastest pace back home. A few weeks later on, we get notification on our, like, you know, school emails that if you have been approached uh, by these godmother women or, like, these people, there's a big possibility and we have evidence for that that's a sex trafficking, uh, you know, group. And I was like, shut up! And I was like, how does that work, you know? That's so crazy. That's so crazy. It's also crazy that it's women promoting this because usually, like, women support women. Yeah. So technically, whenever these people go to the bus, uh, the next day they take them on the bus and they never come back. But that's one crazy story and just made me 
think about you know to be more careful with whom I talk about and even if you feel like it's a safe topic but whatever that's fine in my story do you have another one to share with us I love anything legal <laughs> well that's <laughs> okay. on my side but like from other people like perspective I don't know like nothing I did wrong but people around me think I would see <laughs> those ones but there was one where again it's like a club thing I took like I finally found a perfect bar in Switzerland where we were all dancing and all it's like really like I don't know old school kind of place mm-hmm. and uh, where people actually go and dance and uh, I took my this the same friend <laughs> Oh, nice. I took her and I was like, this is such a cool place. And one of the first things that happened there is like, I am there with um, my friend. We're dancing and one guy comes to me and he starts really talking. And like, I wasn't in the mood to talk. And I start to pretend that I have a major Russian accent. <laughs> and I like, me, English, I don't speak or something like that I yeah. you know whatever like I was just like kind of making a laugh at it yeah uh, and then he was kind of in- more into me at that moment and I was like oh wow okay I just say like no thank you mm-hmm. but I also pretended I don't speak English at all and then we walk a little bit further and he's like on the way to pass by and especially through me and he didn't have to go there but he was going on a chair alone without his friends and I kind of he was coming right at me and I kind of showed with my head like no and he just pushed me and like through. violently and, pushed you yeah and I just looked because I didn't <laughs> personally I was like, kind of like at the beginning I was in the shock my friend looks at me and she's like are you fine and I start laughing I'm like yeah sure I'm fine but, Whoa. like every what, time what, What's with you with all these aggressive men? I have no idea, but boys <laughs> often don't like completely go fine when girls say no. Yeah, another topic I think at all, but yeah, I think from my side that's it. I I'm not oh. going to share anymore, but I think this is enough <laughs> for today. It was, it was for sure. I also have a few illegal ones, but I don't think I'm ready to share them yet. It's just. I don't know. Well, I think we definitely at some point need to share the high school story about the exams. <gasps> Why don't we Let's... go for that? Do you sure you want to tell that one? Well, that's more involving me than you. I'm, I'm the root of it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of are, but uh, I was worse. I, I actually got what a consequence. One of the one of the government hears this and they're like, "Okay, we got them." <laughs> But they already got me. But they never got me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you guys for listening to this. 